Hi everyone, thanks for joining us today. My name is Stephen Greenfield. I'm the Director of Third Party Risk here at Venminder. And today we're going to be talking to uh, Suresh Ramakrishnan, who's a Senior Vice President at Ascendum Solutions. Ascendum actually is a mortgage practice that provides technology and process solutions to the mortgage banking industry. Uh, Suresh actually has over 25 years in uh, finance and uh, prior to uh, Ascendum was also a, a director at JP Morgan as an investment banker. Today we're going to be focusing on the fact of outsourcing as an opportunity and looking at maybe some of those perceived risks from, from outsourcing to offshore vendors. So Suresh, as we talk about third-party risk and, and obviously um, you representing Ascendum, um, can you Talk a little bit about what are you seeing in the ways of opportunities in, in third-party outsourcing. And with that opportunity, what are the risks that you're seeing with your, with your clients when they look at third-party risk and, and how they view um, you, know, you as a service provider? Uh, that's, those are a couple of interesting questions because uh, that where we are in the sort of uh, the time of the year and, and people are putting their plans in place, um, I got a call over actually on the last week of the of the holiday season, last week of the year, where uh, 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 a client, uh, uh, the, the guy that manages operations and strategy, etc., for a uh, for a client of ours actually called and said, "Hey, we are planning to have about a 30% growth in 2018, and we want to see." We don't want to have a, a corresponding increase in um, personnel to meet that growth in sales. So can you guys help us? We know what you do for us, but what else do you do for other clients? Um, and basically want to explore what are the functions that can be outsourced to get not only reduce costs, but gain efficiencies and so on. So, okay, great. Uh, so when 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 uh, clients are looking at it, so what the, the the what is motivating them now is to, given that uh, rates in the uh, you know should have gone up in 2017, they really then they stayed around the 2.2 to 2.5 range on a 10-year treasury basis. Sure. Uh, there is a there is a t uh, tendency to believe now that rates should at some point in 2018 go up. And you don't want to be caught with a ton of staff on hand if that does happen. So that's one of the motivations that uh, folks are looking at uh, to, to look into outsourcing. The other reason is, given the tight labor market, the cost of hiring is also going to uh, increase tremendously as we get into the peak sort of home buying season. So I think those are the two immediate uh, factors that are motivating folks to look into outsourcing now. Now, the challenges of outsourcing, if you've done it before, I think it's a lot easier because you know what some of the pitfalls, challenges, benefits, et cetera, are. If you haven't, it can be a pretty daunting experience. Um, and, and I find two main uh, reasons that uh, stand out, uh, one being the fact that you feel that you lose control. It's not somebody sitting down the hall from you or somebody sitting within your company or within the organization that you know. It's, it's a third party sitting outside. And so that, uh, that leads to the fear that you don't have as much control over what they can produce for you. 
And and second, uh, these days with with all what's happened with Equifax and others is the whole fear of uh, data security. So if you can get clients comfortable over that, those two sort of large issues, uh, the the benefits become rather obvious. You know, uh, cheaper. Uh, better efficiencies. Uh, you don't have to bear the risk of uh, of uh, uh, having extra personnel during a down during a downturn in the market. Yeah, Bing, I think you raised some interesting points there, Suresh. So let's talk about the you know the cost of labor. Um, are you seeing a difference in, in obviously the cost of labor maybe between the you know the east and the west coast um, um, financial institutions? How are you able to kind of fill that gap? Um, Regarding you know maybe you know Midwest states that have a have a cheaper cost is that is that kind of um, a factor actually being kind of readily apparent to to the executive teams that are looking at outsourcing? Yes, uh, well, uh, to some it is. Um, you find uh, you find clients in the West Coast and the, uh, especially on the coasts where costs are high, and I'm not talking just about uh, mortgage production, mortgage operation mm-hmm. personnel. I'm also talking about the IT folks. So sure. we have we have clients where uh, who we do out uh, we do underwriting for, and and underwriting uh, as a function is probably the most expensive resource within an organization. And if you are if you're on the coasts, the costs become that much higher. So we actually have underwriters that we and we can probably pay about about half or about 60% of what it would cost on the on the, on either coast and so we can get that function done much cheaper right uh, from right. An, I, and that also applies from an IT perspective whether it's developers QA those kind of functions also the the resource pool and the costs are are lower in uh, in the midwest now because of the potential labor shortage because of the uh, booming economy those numbers will rise in the Midwest as well, but there'll be a corresponding, if not greater, increase on the coasts. True, true. Um, one of the things you mentioned really about was the, you know, kind of getting over that that stumbling block of, of fear of, um, you know, cybersecurity, data security, if you will. Um, if you if you wanted to speak to your fellow vendor um, family, if you will, how would you how would you advise them to actually kind of help? Help institutions get over that that fear factor. What can, what can they do differently as an industry? Certainly, with the Equifax example, um, everyone can learn a lot from that example. What would you? What other advice would you give? So, and a lot of this comes down to the maturity of the organization that's doing the outsourcing, right? Of of the of the lender itself. So you have, uh, and and size does not necessarily mean that a, at a mid-sized lender, for example is less mature potentially than a large size lender. It, it doesn't have so much to do with size, it has more to do with the uh, with the awareness and some of the work that's been done. So we had a client, uh, um, a mid-sized lender, that uh, that actually had you guys, for example, uh, that uh, a Venminder that had sort of told them all um, what is required and, and basically handled a lot of the work um, in terms of identifying what you need as a bare minimum from a data security, financial uh, information, et cetera, to, to make sure that a vendor is properly vetted. And then ongoing that all the documents, insurance, data security, cybersecurity, et cetera, uh, you know, disaster recovery, business continuity, those kind of things are all up to date. 
and and updated internally as well as at the vendors uh, at the vendors end. So you have so what that leads to is the fact that the um, that the lender knows that somebody else is taking care of it, and uh, they they know what the industry standards or the minimum acceptable standards are. You also have folks uh, that do it themselves, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as they know what the again what the minimum requirements are and make sure that they stay on top of it. You have others where it's very it's done in a very ad hoc manner, especially folks that have not done much outsourcing beyond beyond having like a uh, an LOS vendor or a title vendor, et cetera. But from an operations perspective, this, this hasn't done too much of it, not really knowing what happens, what the implications are if you go offshore. There are a whole set, other set of concerns that you need to be uh, cognizant about. So those are things that uh, uh, they really need to get up to speed on before they really delve too deep and find that they haven't really checked the boxes that they need to. And the last point I would make is uh, that that many, many lenders don't take the final step, if you will, of actually either themselves or having their vendor management company go and kick the tires of the vendor in, in their physical locations. Okay, good points. Um, you know, you mentioned there real quick about the the offshoring. Um, again, offshoring isn't for everyone, and you know, with you having that offshore presence, if you will, do you, do you think that gets a, a bad kind of rap in the industry? And if it if it does, how are you kind of working over that challenge? Because again, the, the big concern is MPI data going outside of the United States. So, what would you say to kind of overcome that that concern? So, yes, it it is a concern, especially among folks that haven't done it. It's it's the it's uh, it comes down to the fear of the unknown, um, having never done it. Right. Uh, what what we have observed is oftentimes many of the offshore vendors, um, us included, have many more security protocols that are stricter than what a lot of our clients have internally. So uh, I'll give you an example. At our offshore facilities, all of our uh, associates have to. To, uh, check in their mobile phones um, and and all their you know backpack etc uh, into lockers before they get into the secure area. There is no paper. There is no. There are no writing instruments. Uh, nothing like that. All they do is they have their screens and they have a terminal, and they do fabulous work. But they don't need to write anything or take a photo of anything. There, so the risks are significantly minimized. And and uh, we've we've got a uh, SAS 16 top, a SOC 2 type 2 designation by KPMG, and we do an annual audit to make sure that those certifications are maintained. What we find is very few, if any, of our clients have those kind of designations or take those kind of um, safety measures. So and and we find that in case of a breach or any sort of whether it's major or minor. Fingers are often pointed offshore when it need not be the case. A lot of it can happen, you know, within the U.S. So I think as long as the required measures are taken and and it's and uh, audited by either the lender or the vendor management company, I think the the fear is uh, unfounded. Okay, great. I appreciate you sharing that information. Um, 
when it when it comes to how you support your your clients with annual assessments, do you find that there's a, a a real difference in kind of maturity level and what they're asking for? Are you seeing any kind of commonalities, or are, are we as an industry can we all over the place? You talked a few times about minimum requirements. Um, and that's actually a scary thought in itself, that the fact that people would look at this as a minimum requirement kind of leads to the, to the mentality of maybe a check-the-box approach. Um, what, are, what are you seeing out there with, with vendor management requests from your clients? Well, when I say minimum requirements, I, I don't mean it as – well, I do mean it as checking the box, but the checking the boxes aspect of it is not necessarily bad. It, it, it depends on how stringent the boxes are that are going to be checked, right? So – when I say minimum requirements, there are certain things that anybody considering outsourcing needs to ensure um, are in place, measures that are in place, whether it is whether it comes down to you know data and cybersecurity, whether it means the financial condition of the party you're outsourcing to, whether it pertains to um, you know disaster recovery and business continuity. There are some bare minimum requirements that you do need to check the box. And so we get those kind of requests typically. There are others that either because they've had some experiences or been told about other measures you need to take, such as saying, hey, before we do anything, we need to come out and uh, and, and visit your site to make sure that our team is satisfied with the uh, with uh, with the quality, you know, the, from the physical location and and, sure. and meeting with the meeting with the IT and the data security team to ensure that uh, everything that that is on paper is actually existent. Are you, are you talking there about um, kind of the annual assessment or really kind of pre-contract due diligence, getting to know the uh, vendor up front? Both. So there there are some that what want actually to come, even if they don't go to offshore location, they want to come to our headquarters to make sure, hey, this is a real office and these guys are, you know, it's a real company. It's not somebody sitting in their backyard with all the, you know, in, in their in their basement study with uh, uh, bumping out all these documents. So there, there is some of that, but there's also an element of uh, the, uh, the annual uh, reviews. But more than that, I think the, the, there are others that take it a little bit more to the next level to ensure that uh, a lot of this is real because truth be told you can you can start you know creating documents people can do that if they really put their mind to it and make their company look and sound a lot bigger than than it actually is mm. so um so what what we have found is folks coming to do that uh, the, the next step and then also ensuring not just asking for references but actually calling those other clients for uh, that we use as references to actually make sure that uh, that the experience has been as described. Sure, I mean there's a common phrase in the industry, um, trust but verify, and I think that's one of the dangers Absolutely. that you you gather the information and then you file it away. The actual the, the whole point of that is to actually verify and validate that information. So again, uh, kicking the tires, uh, looking at even Google aerial maps of of, of said office. And calling yep. those references to validate, you know, the experience, et cetera. And obviously, there's a whole lot of due diligence behind the scenes that we can do as well. Um, those are really, those are really good points, Suresh. I really appreciate you, um, you know, sharing some of that insight. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, we'll be in touch. All right, great, thanks. Thanks, Suresh.